Welcome online facilitators. We are so excited about another season of Rooted and the training you're gonna get over the next 10 weeks. I think it's gonna help you do a better job each and every week with your group. We just wanna set the context for that with a little online specific discussion because you're doing Rooted online and I'm joined none other than our second ever church's online pastor, Paul Hahn. I'm number two. I'm number two. <laughs> well, you know, the first is the worst, second's the best. Ah, oh, thank you. And then third, I don't know where the riddle goes from there. So you you were there at the very beginning of doing online. So some of your insights were really fresh when you were just getting into it. I want to make sure that our facilitators are set up for success. That's great. When it comes to doing a group, so you're a facilitator, you're there week one. What are some of like the first things that come to mind when it comes to connecting with that group? Absolutely. I think like in person, you want to be the welcomer and you do such a great job at this every weekend in our services. But as people are joining, you want to be there early. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that as they're entering that chat room, you're greeting them. You're asking them their names, where they're coming from, um, how they are. And I just think that every single person um, as they're coming in to feel a sense of welcome and belonging and just try to be as warm as possible because we all know that online yeah. can feel a little bit different. And so just that extra dose of welcome, I think, is really good. Yeah, I love the, the correlation you made, which is something I think people are going to pick up through the weeks of, of training, that the things that work in person, it, how do we contextualize that to online? So you say get there 10 minutes early. We would do the same thing if we're facilitating in person. You're getting getting there early, getting the space ready, like just like you would at your house for a party. You're getting everything ready for your guests. You know, one of the little tricks that I found was intentionally having a background with mm. semi-interesting stuff, stuff that you could point to. Because when you ask people about their background, like, oh, what's that? Is that those books? Is that a bunch of teddy bears? You can <laughs> have stuff in your background. That, again, it facilitates conversation. That's great. So it's like the same kind of thing you do. You trying to make small talk in person. How you make small talk over a Zoom gathering, very similar. That's awesome. I think that's a great idea and something that maybe we can't even do in person mm -hmm. is perhaps starting from week two and then on, you can ask people to use old family photos or like a vacation photo as their background and spark a conversation that way of, hey, tell me something about your life through your background picture. That could be something fun. See, I love that. And here's why I love that. And again, when you meet in person, you have all that time beforehand you have all the time after that, that everyone's kind of mingling around. And how do you duplicate some of those organic interactions? Mm. And sometimes you have to orchestrate organic interactions. And I know it sounds cheesy, but like the kids show and tell thing, saying to the group, you know, again, setting the culture of this from the front end, saying to the group, hey, every week, bring a little something from your life. Mm. You let us know a little bit more about you, broader than the story. But like, again, if you walked into a group late, and it looks like you just came from soccer practice, mm -hmm. it's going to provoke a conversation of, well, hey, you look like you just came from soccer. Oh, my kid plays soccer. And in, in those little moments, you're getting windows into their life. That Those are the, the, the pieces that build the fabric of a stronger group. For sure. For sure. How I mean, we, we still want to encourage everyone to show up on time. Yeah, show up on time. Absolutely. If, if they do indicate or like show little glimpses of their life, I think that's one of the beauties of online where joining our group from our home, from our workplaces, and it gives insight into a little bit more of who we are and what we do. You know, the, the, when it, we talk about connecting in the group, connecting outside the group. Mm. Also, it's one of those things that, again, you meet in person, 
you maybe, hey, let's go out and grab some coffee afterwards, or hey, let's have dinner beforehand. How how do you connect outside of the group that it doesn't feel like, you know, just meeting number two? Like, how, what are like some things that come to mind? Yeah, I mean, you actually inspired me from something that you do as the online pastor and. Um, I love that you have a Calendly. Mm -hmm. um, I know not everyone may be familiar with what that is, but um, it's like it, it's an app essentially that helps you schedule meetings. But I think even if it's not that formal, I think as the facilitator, just letting your group know that you're available for a one on one chat. If anyone has questions or things come up during the, the discussion where you're like, hey, that might require a follow up or mm -hmm. that person, I can tell from their expression that maybe they had some questions they couldn't ask. I think it would be really nice for the facilitator to pursue um, individuals as well outside of the meeting time and just hit them up and be like, hey, would you want to chat for, you know, either 30 minutes before the session or 30 minutes after the session um, or maybe sometime during the week and just catch up with them at a, at a different time? That could be a, a great form of one on one contact. You know, if and you've heard me say this before. When it comes to online, online will look a little different, but different doesn't mean less. If I'm a facilitator, like I might be jotting that down on a post-it note and sticking it to my computer. Because even as we go through the weeks of training, you're going to be hearing things that for all intents and purposes are majoritively in the context of in-person um, because the majority of our rooted groups happen in person. So for the online facilitator, they're, they're not looking at it and saying, well, it doesn't really apply to me, so it doesn't matter. It actually does matter. When we talk about the prayer experience, Absolutely. it matters. When we talk about the serve experience, strongholds, yeah. cardboard testimonies, baptism. Now, these are all things that we go into detail with as the weeks go on yeah. for our online you know, touch-based meetings. But when you're listening to it as a facilitator, mm. be thinking, okay, for me in my context, this will look different. So maybe I'll send the Calendly link, or maybe I'll you know, be more intentional of scheduling time different than I would in person. But different doesn't mean less. Absolutely. Like that intentionality, taking those steps, that invitation, people feel, mm -hmm. I mean, they feel noticed, they feel welcome, and they're going to want to stick around for the group because of that. That's right. And I think one of the, again, a, a benefit of meeting online is that you actually have multiple channels of communication. Mm. And so in an in-person group, you might have someone who is a little bit shy or timid and doesn't want to jump in right away into the, into the conversation. You have a chat box. Mm -hmm. You can actually ask and invite people to, hey, as you're forming your thoughts, even if we move on to the next question, Let's say you have an epiphany about something you want to contribute to a previous question, write it into the chat box. And as a facilitator, you can kind of use your wisdom and your discernment to kind of go back to that um, statement of, hey, that's a really good point. Justin, um, Justin wrote in the chat that, you know, this is something that came to mind as we mm -hmm. were think as we were talking about this question. And so I think um, just using again, utilizing the unique features of online and actually seeing it as a strength. Mm -hmm. um, to contribute to conversation, to contribute to how to invite those with different personality types into the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I think you can get creative with it, which is kind of the beautiful part of online as well. And, and, the, and going off that, it's the using, utilizing technology inside the group and outside the group. Mm -hmm. You know, there'll, there'll be groups that say, you know, the best thing for us to do is to create a little Facebook group mm -hmm. and we're going to invite everyone to the Facebook group. So during the week, we can post photos and talk about whatever discussion was. Yeah. I mean, you just aged yourself. No, I, I maybe, completely maybe. aged myself. I know I did. <laughs> or WeChat. Is that WeChat more like a chat sure. group? Or like we could do like a messenger, like a we could write notes to each other and eat a, a letter to get a bunch yeah. of stamps. Postcards. Postcards yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Postcards. Uh, but it's like you can find like these different apps or tools or ways to build a connection. Because again, 
it isn't a, well, since we are not all meeting in room 208 yeah. and we can't just say, hey, come a little before or we're going to stay and linger after. Well, I guess that kind of connection just won't be a part of our group. Mm. No, you have to be maybe a little more entrepreneurial, a little more creative mm. uh, of how you create that kind of connection, that ongoing relationship connecting outside of the group yeah. time. And I think one of the best parts, too, about facilitating online is that they have you, right? They have these kind of gatherings that you'll do from time to time mm -hmm. where you can even share those learnings. You can share with each other and the other facilitators how, like, we tried this cool thing and it worked really well. And I think that's uh, a unique season that we're in is, mm -hmm. is being collaborative and creative and pursuing people. Because I, I want to make that additional pastoral call to our facilitators is that there's a reason why some of our folks are joining us online. Mm -hmm. And it could be that they're hurting. They could feel isolated in a different way. Um, and so to make that extra um, step towards people, to make that extra pursuing heart um, towards your group and keep that in mind as you lead that um, just because they're online doesn't mean that they don't want to be around people. Sometimes they might not be able to, right? Yeah, due to so health true. reasons, um, due to work or, or whatever it is. Um, and there's a strong enough desire for community that they raised their hand and said yes to online rooted. And so just to pursue people with, with that kind of heart. Um, you know, it's a perfect segue to how we care for the people in our mm -hmm. group. The, the, when you, we think of care, we typically think of in context of care recovery, which are the mm -hmm. master. Um, and, you know, we do groups on campus. But care actually is how you as a facilitator show up in your group and lead your group. You lead your group with the heart of a caring facilitator, a That's caring right. pastor. That, you know, the, here's a, I'll kick off one, one small example. That you care enough to manage the and be conscious of the over talkers and the under talkers that you care enough to give everyone a space to communicate mm -hmm. that you have a good handle on the over talkers and help them kind of ramp down so that you can pull people into conversation when we include people in the conversation we're caring about their opinion we're caring that they feel heard the preparation they did of all the homework and they, they have a thought to share and they're probably maybe reluctant to share it maybe this is their first time being in a group like this so you again Different than leading, you're facilitating the opportunity for them to have these discussions. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. And I think a lot of that you can even help cover when you set the expectations of mm -hmm. the group. Mm -hmm. um, safety actually starts with intention and in how you set up the space, right? You set up the time and, and ask everyone, hey, let's be punctual. Let's honor each other's time. Let's respect the time that we're um, committing to one another. Mm -hmm. um, we'll cover all of this in the Rooted Covenant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, timekeeping, that's that's one aspect of care and safety. Um, I think just even confidentiality, right? Mm -hmm. That what, oh, yeah. what is talked about in this group stays in this group. Um, I know we talked about earlier, but some of these people, they're sharing things that they've never, ever said out loud exactly. to anyone else, not even family members. So there's a consciousness that, that maybe you're setting up the group so that everyone knows like, hey, as people are sharing, as we're having the group, find a place where maybe the, you know, husband, wife, kids aren't run, dogs aren't running around in the background, right. that it's it's meant to be a safe place to be able to share some heavy things. Right. Right. And, and that might be a unique challenge. If you are meeting at home, mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's going to be family members around. But to be mindful of even asking your family for to respect that time in that space, right? Because you might be sharing things. Um, they might overhear mm -hmm. something that someone else shares. And so to really establish and reinforce that feeling of safety that people can share vulnerably 
um, that they can be real. And mm-hmm. I think creating that um, safety for everyone is, is really important. Now, you mentioned covenant, the covenant agreement. Now, everyone who's done Rooted is familiar with this. It's something that, we, that all of our in-person groups do. You know, we, there's caveats, little mm-hmm. changes to the online one, because we want to have the most, again, robust experience possible. We want to have cameras on. We want to have microphones on. That's right. Do, joining the group. And listen, I love I love the person that says, man, I got to do online because my schedule is so hectic. I love that. The There's a limit to it because if you're joining the group from your kid's soccer game or you're uh, at the airport and you really can't engage, but it's like, hey, I'm, I'm here. With Rooted, attendance isn't the the isn't the ultimate goal. Just being in attendance. Right. Now, when you come to a room, it's different. So in person, it's different. Attendance being in the room, then you're kind of there. But the same thing, if you were in the room on your phone the whole time, yeah. the facilitator would pull you aside after and say, oh, this, you know, this might not be the best time. Like you're not really engaged. The same thing for online, that if you're in the group, but you're, you know, camera's off, you're muted because you're at a location where you can't contribute, then even though you might be in attendance, you're not really there. Yeah. And the rooted covenant for online speaks to that. How, how what we're setting the tone for and everyone's saying yes to, hey, I'm going to have my camera on. I'm going to be on time. Same thing with in person. I'm not going to miss more than two. Because if you miss more than two, it, it's like you, again, it's this isn't a Bible study. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a, you know, a fun version Bible app. Like we're going to do this thing for 10 weeks. <laughs> we want to take people through an experience yes. together. And if you're not there to do it, then it's not together. You're missing these things. So the, the rooted covenant for online, there's some differences. But again, different doesn't mean less. It's meant to enhance the experience for online. Right. Yeah. And I think we've all been part of meetings where we're sharing something really important. And then all of a sudden someone's <laughs> screen goes black. And yeah. Like, oh, maybe they didn't care. Yeah. Or I've been guilty of kind of, you see that zoning out as someone sharing. And so I think all of that in mind that as people are sharing really important things in their lives, right? Even from what their prayer requests are or what their family is going through, or again, maybe it's their testimony of like, their rock bottom moment where they reached out to Jesus, or maybe they're in their rock bottom moment asking for Jesus. Um, We want to be mindful of that. And we want to be respectful and and be on camera, have our, sometimes we want our mics muted. Sometimes we we do. Um, But for the most part, like engaged, present. um, Not doing emails, not doing, you know what everyone should do? And I'm going to challenge everybody, but I'm also probably going to send some links. Go, go on YouTube, search funny, Zoom group uh, 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 outtakes or whatever, just fu- funny, goofy things that have happened that you'd, be, you'd look at and be like, I'd never want that to happen in my rooted group. Well, those are the things to make sure we never do. <laughs> like be mindful of cameras being on, make, be mindful of muted mic, be mindful that you're not doing work you know, during a group, make sure you're not playing video games or scrolling yeah. your phone. Like you can see all, if your eyes are over here as you're scrolling Instagram, but everyone's talking, Again, as the facilitator, you're setting the tone for right. this. It's an right. important thing. Right. Okay, as we wrap up, they're going to get 10 more weeks of training. We're going to do regular calls, you know, rooted calls. You know, we want to be better facilitators every single week. What's the last piece of wisdom advice you'd give our facilitators as they're getting ready to start this rooted journey? Oh, man. I would like some time to think. What, what is your last piece of advice? Well, here's, here's my last okay, piece of let's advice. Let's go. Be, leaders... Be the one to lead. Mm. Be the be the first one willing to share your story. Yeah. Be the first one willing to share your insight. Mm. Be willing to give people time to get you know think through it as you share. Model for them what you want them to be doing in the group. Show them what it looks like. 
so that they can say, okay, well, this is okay. I, I get an idea of how to share my story now. Or you know, when we're like, hey, what do you think about week one? Let me go first. I thought X Y Z X Y Z. Would you? Know, who wants to go next? Now they have a context for. Mm. Okay, I'm not monologuing for five minutes. I'm mm. just giving thirty seconds of this is what my observations are. Model for them what you want to, them to do in the group. What you mm. want to see from them in the group. That's very good. I'm glad you shared. I would say start with the end in mind. And I know that we we say that a lot, even with in-person groups are rooted, but I feel like that's even more important online where mm -hmm. it could feel a little bit nebulous of like, well, is this forever? Is you know? Yep. But I think reinforcing and re-emphasizing that, no, the purpose of this actually is for ongoing community, that this becomes a part of Mariner's Church that feels intimate, that feels relational, a place that you belong. Mm -hmm. It's a place where you can continue to practice your your rhythms of discipleship, like being in God's word and praying for one another and serving. Like you want to, to emphasize from the beginning that this is not just a 10 week experience. Um, it's not a checklist or a start and stop end date, but actually we're building, you're building up the church um, in a really cool and unique way, a kind of an uncharted way, yeah. but um, to yeah, start with the end in mind. I love that. Hey. Online facilitators, remember, no matter where you are, no matter how you're joining, you're part of Mariner's Church. We love you. We're thankful. Enjoy the next 10 weeks.